Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Mr. Angle. Yeah, Sabres force. It's bird three. I'm Cam Stewart. Welcome back to the show. Weekend fantasy update with my buddy George Kurtz. Breaking down the board. We're talking a little bit of NFL. We talked Todd Gurley uh, with the arthritis problem for a young guy. Didn't like what happened at the end of the season with him. Got interesting stuff. We haven't even got into the Bryce Harper stuff with baseball. Uh, Sal Perez of the Kansas City Royals, a team that was already in problem. If he's out for the year, they got big, big problems. And yeah, George, uh, NFL combine on. I know you guys had Rich Sermonello. Lots of interesting questions. And something that we can get into, this Kyler Murray story, usually you're like, oh God, kind of like the Harper stuff. And you know, the, the Machado stuff was like every day we talked about it and talked about it and finally something was done. But it's a little bit different this time. You know, a lot of people believe because Cliff Kingsbury, the new coach um, at Arizona, things are happening here. Like there's not just like there's whispers, there's whispers. We don't know what's going to happen. Joey Bosa was the projected overall first pick in the NFL draft. Kind of a mediocre combine. Cliff Kingsbury, when he was in college before he went to the NFL, said, listen, if Kyler Murray is ever available first, he's the guy that I'm going to take. And now he is the coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and they're in that position. Good things for Murray. He's got big hands, a lot bigger hands than they thought. He's a little bit taller than we thought, too. So things are going up. All of his stuff, he's going to work out not at the Combine, at the Pro Day for the Oklahoma Sooners in March. Uh, seemed pretty confident. And you know what? i got to be honest with you, George. We talked about maybe the Raiders making a splash, the Bengals, but... It would not shock me. The Cardinals are the type of organization to make a smash. Larry Fitzgerald's at the end of his career there. Uh, Johnson, a running back, would like to get back in the fold. You know, he's been kind of one of those fantasy guys taking lumps because the offense has been so bad. But don't be surprised if Arizona just says, screw it. We want a quarterback for the future. Uh, this is my system. Cliff Kingsbury from a Big 12 team. We saw Pat Mahomes, Baker Mayfield. Those are Big 12 quarterbacks. Never used to like them before. System guys. Well, Cliff Kingsbury is a Big 12 guy. That's his system. And uh, Kyler Murray might be the quarterback to run his system, George. Interesting stuff. Kyler Murray, uh, he passed the uh, the height test, right? He got over 5'10". Yep. It was 5'10 and 3'8", or one eight, one of those two. Uh, so he's, all, he's just a tick over 5'10". I think that... Eases the mind of some GM. It's still short. Generally, they, I mean, football coaches want you to be over six two. For they sure, first six four. But he's uh, he's not five eight. All right. So I think that's uh, one thing here. Can the more and more I uh, start hearing this and thinking this now, first of everyone's lying. All right, they're all lying because so once again, you don't know really what the Cardinals are thinking here because they want to drum we up don't. business for that number one pick. Right? If, they, if they're not planning on taking Murray, they want someone to trade up and grab it and give them everything they can get for it. Because the more and more I think about it, I think Murray's going number one. 
I think someone's going to go go up and grab him and believe you know go for the hype. Now I'm not saying he won't be a good player, but I'm saying they're going to go for the hype and they're going to trade up and get him. That's more and more. I think this is going to happen. And if it if it doesn't happen, if no one gives them what they want, I think Arizona's taking them. I think they are going to grab him, and maybe they'll move Rosen after that during the draft somewhere. You know, try and get a recoup some value. Maybe they'll just keep him until you know whatever until the offseason next year. Whatever they decide to do here, but uh, I think I think Murray's going number one, either Arizona or someone will give them a bounty, a bounty, a big time bounty. I think uh, they would then move on from and take uh, you know whatever it is the fifth overall pick. Just you know throwing a name out there, who's fifth? Uh, was that Tampa Bay? the Raiders? Probably not. No, that. No Raiders maybe the Raiders four. at four. Yeah, maybe the Raiders. Maybe, maybe the Raiders will trade. You know, pretty much all three first-round picks to move up to number one. You know, they. I think Arizona would have to do that. You move down to number four. You know, you, you get the Raiders who have also pick a what was it twenty-four and twenty-five, six, twenty-seven. You know, I think that's something that might happen here. Of course, once again, the Raiders say Derek Carr is their franchise quarterback. But once again, everyone is lying. You think? Yeah, no, it's yeah, and that's the thing. And in Arizona, that's the beautiful thing about being number one. You could either take them, you could call a lot of BS, tell other teams, ooh, Arizona, look what they're going to do and stuff like that. Get them scared and, th- and talking about stockpiling picks and things like that. You're right. It's basically a shell game. These owners have to think about what's best for our team. We need lots of position players. So it's interesting with Murray, though. And we talk about this guy, like he the blazing speed, but you have to also remember this guy, like Lamar Jackson, played a hell of a lot more football in college. He's still learning. Yes, he took Baltimore to the playoffs, but he's still learning. They, you know what I mean? There's going to be a learning curve there. But these guys are very, very confident that Murray can be that guy. And uh, hell, man, to throw the baseball career away, and like it just seems like more and more and more the dedication to football, uh, his willingness to, to work. He just seems like a guy that, uh, you know, he could be a game changer. I'm not sure if I'd put, uh, spend the first pick on it. But to your point, George, somebody will. Somebody will. Will the Raiders make a splash? Remember, they got picks, three picks in the first round, too. Maybe they can get stockpile some guys. What, 427, uh, 424-27, they can, do, they can do all sorts of things there. That's the inter- that's the interesting part. And in Arizona, you'd be foolish not to, like, drum up some stuff and say, hey, hey, these guys are interested. These guys are interested because, you know what, yeah, you, you need a lot of help, too. This is a football team that needs multiple, multiple, multiple. You need help on both lines. You need another receiver, Larry Fitzgerald. He's getting older. You need everything. Like, you name it, the Arizona Cardinals need it. They do. I said it's, they need more than just a quarterback. I, I can see them going either way. If you – in this day and age, the NFL is a quarterback-driven league. If you truly believe that Kyler Murray is that quarterback, then I, I get it. You drafted a quarterback last year. You probably said the same thing about Rosen. You know, but if you truly believe that Murray is that guy, he's that guy that's going to give. He's the next Russell Wilson. You know, once again, he's been they've been compared because of the height thing. Uh, Russell Wilson is also under six foot. But if you believe he's the next Russell Wilson, then I get it. You have to take that chance. That's why some, someone's taking him. Now that he's passed the height test where he's 5'10", teams seem to be more relaxed about it. Someone's taking him number one. I, I truly believe that because there's too much hype around people. Think he's the next great athlete. He can throw the ball. He can run. As someone said, I think I forget who said it, but uh, people, people said, well, he's still kind of small. And someone said, well, you can't tackle what you can't catch. You know, so is that, yeah. is that thinking involved? And there? someone's also- trying to get him. 
Also, George, for people who don't know, they did tests of like, uh, you know, you looked at all the other guys who were there who were going to go in the first round, like Drew Locke they were talking about. They were talking about Haskins. Do you know he has the less batted down passes? A lot of it has to do, you, it's, it's like an argument. There's reasons why. Well, he's running a lot of the time and he's not throwing compared to other guys. But when throwing, you know, he seems to find his lanes. For a smaller guy, he he, he has great vision. He's catching his receivers. Less, they're, the problem with the other first round guys, they've had more passes batted down than Murray. So that's another thing. So plays maybe a little bit bigger than his height. As for Russell Wilson being drafted in a third round, absolute steal. That stuff like that is never going to happen again, (laughs) you know, but uh, that's the thing. So you have to look at it basically and say all the cons are kind of like, well, you can kind of make a case for a pro. Put it in the pro column when it comes to Murray, because these things like you would expect him to be in a lot more trouble, get passes batted down with that size. No, but he throw. He, I will say this, even looking at that game against Alabama, he threw a couple nice long balls too. Like I know Lamar Jackson, he's, he, he's in the NFL and ready, but I think over time Murray can be a better passer than him. I think he'll just evolve into it. He throws a really nice ball too. You know, lots of air under it. Some guys just had, don't have touch. They throw those lasers. You know what I mean? Like we talk about, uh, who's Phil Sims kid, Chris Sims, like in the AAF. I'm like, God, this guy can't even put like a touch pass on. Like when you're running to the end zone, it's a problem. Like he can make all the throws and that's scary too. And to the point is when he's in the open field, he won't be able to be caught. He's too fast. And he put on the 17 pound George. That's another thing they talked about. That's Russell Wilson, because when he was skinnier, like how does his frame work with the extra weight? Well, you go from a buck 90 to 207 and it looks a lot better. It's like, that's good news. Like his body frame is holding the weight, which is great. And he looks like he can pack on a few more pounds and still be a burner. I mean, we see this almost every year, almost every year, where quarterbacks throw off, you know, we're, we're grading them like as uh, they should be as far as, okay, this guy is the 10th best player in the draft. You know, this world should be drafted. Kyler Murray is maybe the, uh, you know, maybe he's a top 10 player. He shouldn't be drafted number one. But quarterbacks always go higher because if you don't have one, you cannot win. You just can't. I mean, you look at it almost each and every year. Who are the best teams? The teams with the quarterbacks. You know, Drew Brees and the Saints, Tom Brady and the Patriots. You go on and on and on here. I mean, I'm not, it's not every year. You know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. You know, it does happen. But generally, Great defense. Without, <laughs> right. It, it, exactly. There's always a reason the that's quarterback. Defense won the Super Bowl. Right. But defense won the Super Bowl. But you can't win consistently without a top quarterback. I Cam, I know I've said this before. I equate quarterback to goaltending in hockey. You can't win consistently in hockey without a top goaltender. You can't. You know, and a quarterback, that's why teams will take chances. They will trade up for them. You know, uh, I just keep thinking about this over and over again. I don't think Kyler Murray is truly the number one pick. It probably is Bosa. If you're going by, you know, guy who we know is uh, going to be a lock to be a, a very good player in this position, the best talent overall. But quarterbacks are always going to get moved up because you can't win with that. You need to take chances on them, which is why the more and more I look at this, now that the hype is going up on Murray, now that his height, uh, his height didn't come in at you know five seven and three quarters, something silly like that. He is five ten. I say it was either one eight or three eight for whatever it's worth. So he's five ten plus. I think someone's going to trade up if it's not Arizona. And this maybe Arizona. Let me Clingsbury. I want this guy. He's my guy. I want him. I believe it. I'm taking him number one no matter what. Maybe it doesn't matter if the Raiders well for the three number ones. He's taking Clingsbury, and they'll work on trading Rosen. I would imagine it would be after the draft because you trade him before the draft. That lets everybody know what you're doing, and they won't get the offers. Maybe they're looking for here. But uh, yeah, well, Kingsbury drafted Rosen. him, George. Sorry, he dropped. Like he's the guy who recruited him. Like they go yeah, way. He's already back. said he believes like, he's the number one pick. That's the thing. He said it before it's, he became not, the Cardinals head coach. It's, 
that's the thing. It's not just like a coach saying, "Whoa, I like this guy." And you know, before like Kingsbury and him, it's a different relationship between him and everybody. This isn't him going to John Gruden's mobile. Oh God, I love quarterback. Yeah, John Gruden, you love every quarterback. Like he comes into your, the Monday Night Football quarterback thing. That's the problem. When he coached, he loved every quarterback, and that's not cool. This is a totally, totally different thing. The relationship between Murray Kingsbury, knowing him from before, looking at him, he was his guy years ago. Like when he didn't have this hype. That's the thing. And Nick Bosa, to be honest with you, I know it's it's not going to change anything, but you know, so far, you know, pretty pretty basic basic uh, uh, combine, not really blowing anybody away. It's interesting. It's really interesting. I still think Haskins is probably going to go to the Giants. Um, that 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 looks like it's going to be a reality there. I think you know Eli Manning one more year. What are they going to do, Haskins? They got to groom the guy. But I'm telling you, man, like it's just. The more and more I think about it, yes, they want picks, but uh, King Cliff Kingsbury seems like the type of guy. You know what? I'm playing with house money. I got this job. Let's go for it. So you're, you're, to, to your point, I'm starting to believe that too. I'm really starting to believe that it's just my – this athlete's too good to pass up, and we're, we're going to get it done here. I'll tell you one thing. As far as Giants, I think the Giants want Haskins, but the Giants won't be able to stay at six to get him. That's the problem. They're going to have to move up. And I don't know if Gettleman will do it. Well, you think, so so you think the Raiders are going to take okay say say if if Kyler Murray goes off the board at 1 right so you're thinking the Raiders are going to pick Haskins at uh what are they 4 Yeah No I think the, the team to worry about would be the Jets trading out I think remember the Jets lost three number 2s to get Sam Darnold last year so I think they want okay, to move yeah. down. They're making noise. You already heard the GM say it that he'll, you know, they're looking to recoup picks. So I think the team that wants Haskins is going into that slot. You know, it's a, it could be the Giants. I mean, Gettleman even said it. You know, he'll take calls from anybody, including uh, not Gettleman. I'm sorry, uh, the Jets GM said it. He'll take calls from any uh, anyone, including Gettleman. You know, to move up. So I think the Giants, if they want him, are going to have to move up. And I don't, I don't know if the Giants will, because it mustn't. Another big problem the Giants have, and they seem to believe in Eli Manning. I know it's wrong, but they, they believe in Eli Manning. But they've said a number of times uh, that they believe in Manning, he can get the job done. But they also are going to probably going to release Olivier Vernon. That's Olivier the thing. Vernon is they, the they save. I think if they, what's it eleven? Is it eleven point five? So about eleven million. Trade yeah. yeah, they said. A, I think I saw did the update yesterday. Said if we gas Vernon, uh, I think we save eleven five or something like that. That's a big chunk of change when you're trying to do creative math. But the problem is, if the if they release him, and I think they will, they don't have a pass rusher. Literally, they have you and I on the on the defensive line, and we're not going to get to the quarterback. You know, so that'll be a big issue. And this is a, this is a, a it's a deep draft, but also a very good draft as far as defensive linemen. I can see Gettleman going, you know what, it's not worth it to move up three spots. If Haskins isn't going to be there, so be it. We'll take the best defensive lineman there. That's an area of need as well, rather than overpay. You know, A, we're overpaying by taking Haskins at threes. He's not the third best overall player. And then, plus, whatever I got to give the Jets to move up three spots. You know, you know what about Tampa Bay? Maybe a second or third. Tampa Bay is interesting to me because he's Arians Lion. That's the thing. Like, Tampa Bay is, is the X factor here because it's like, okay, we got Jameis Winston. What do we know about Jameis Winston? Has all the potential in the world. Hell, we do the DFS. He'll throw for, you know, four or five touchdowns one week, but throw five interceptions the other one. He's so inconsistent. The Ryan Fitzpatrick backup movie we've seen too many times. It doesn't work. It simply doesn't work. I'm not worried about Denver. Uh, Denver seems like to be the type of guy to go for, like, a prototypical, you know, a Ryan Finley, a Drew Locke, like one of those, like, John Elway won't go for – 
like Kyler Murray or anything like that just because of the size. He wants a big, big, like, stud guy. But Tampa Bay, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. That's the interesting part of the draft. You talk about it, George. Arizona won. San Francisco doesn't need a quarterback. The Jets at three can do anything. They could stockpile picks. Then you got Oakland at four, Tampa at five, Giants at six, Jacksonville at seven. All of those teams, all of those teams need quarterbacks. All of them. I mean, you, you said it. All of them. And uh, Tampa, <laughs> Tampa a, Bay could be another crazy. team, by the way. If Arias isn't lying, let's say Bruce isn't lying, that he believes in Winston, he wants, or at least wants to give him another chance, then they're a team that can move out of five. Even right? Detroit. How long do they go with Matt Stafford for? Like, the, I, I that, look that, at that, like, four to Oakland, five Tampa, six the Giants, seven Jacksonville. Detroit has – Matt Stafford's not a kid anymore. He's been in this league a long time, George. Like, they might have I don't, to just say, you know what, this is our time. Boom, we're in. While I agree with you, I don't think the I don't think Detroit goes for a quarterback this year. Next year, when it's a quarterback heavier draft, that's, maybe. Yeah, that's I, I don't thing, think yeah. they'll do it. I don't think they'll do it this year. But hey, Jacksonville may not may not get Nick Foles. Then they would certainly be in line for a quarterback, and maybe they'll jump the Giants. And here's a team that I think I find interesting. I know it's it's further down, but Washington at 15, they have to be looking at this and going, you know, we we don't have a quarterback. Alex Smith is probably not playing this year. You know, <clears throat> Dallas has Dak Prescott. Eagles have uh, Carson Wentz. We need a quarterback. You know, can we let the Giants get Haskins at, at, at six? Or do we have to give up the farm and move up ahead of them? You know, to make that trade with the Jets. Make that trade with the Oakland or Tampa Bay or whatever else to get ahead of the Giants. I think Washington would be just stupid enough to try something crazy just for two reasons. One, they need a quarterback. And two, to make sure the Giants don't get one. Once again, division rivalries there. I wonder if, they, like I said, Daniel Snyder could do something crazy as well. Oh, yeah. oh Daniel Snyder? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually watching the combine now. John Elway there, Daniel Snyder there. There's a lot of things. The quarterbacks are actually running the 40s right now. We could talk about this on the other side. And uh, a guy that I like, a real, real dark horse pick, just ran a really bad 40 time. But I still think he's a quarterback that teams should look at. We'll talk about these guys on the other side. It's Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, weekend fantasy update here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come back at us. We got more picks, DFS, and sports talk. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much, Prince. Sean Angle keeping us uh, nice and loose. Good job there, uh, Sean. I appreciate it. I'm Cam Stewart along with the man, the myth, the legend, Long Island Rage, Georgia Kurtz. Watching the quarterbacks run the 40 right now. Buffalo quarterback Tyree Jackson has uh, the low the low total right now, 4.59. People talking about Haskins. You're right, though. I, I looked at Haskins over five seconds, but but it's not, you know, they're not really getting him for his foot speed. Big, big. You know what? It's actually great. We had Sir Manello on the show, and he, he brought up the perfect example for, for Haskins. He reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. And I, like, I was thinking, and then he went, I went, bam, that's, that's exactly it. Like, bigger 
thicker guy who could take a hit. You know what I mean? Eventually, big, 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 big arm. Not a great runner. Like that's that's the type of thing. And uh, you know, hey, you can say what you want about Big Ben. I don't like the way he talks about other players on his team and goes on radio shows and throws guys under the bus. But guy's tough as ass, isn't that? He's he's great. He's a great NFL quarterback. We can say what we want about him. He is tough as nails. This guy. He takes a lick and it keeps on ticking, George. Yeah, I think, listen, we'd all like a quarterback, you know, that's Mike Vick, that can run around, you know, and uh, make plays with his arm or his legs. But what you really need is a quarterback who can throw, make overthrows, right? But also one that has escapability somewhat, just to, uh, you know, uh, be elusive. Buy time, in, buy time in the pocket, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be a statue back there. That doesn't work in this day and age anymore. You know, it'd be, it'd be tough. To be just, if, if every defensive lineman knows where you're, you're going seven-step drop, you're going to be in that little circle there, well, then you're going to have some problems. You, like I said, you don't need to be a uh, guy who can run up and down the field, but you need to be able to someone who just buy some time in the pocket, even that's just running a little bit. So I don't really freak out just because he ran a five plus 40. Yeah. No, I'm watching them right now. And uh, Nick Fitzgerald, uh, quarterback for Mississippi State, he, a lot of people like him. He's very, very elusive, very quick. But I'll tell you, I watched that uh, bowl game against Iowa, and he made some really, really, really bad decisions in that game. And, you know, sometimes you have to look at quarterbacks. How do they play in the big game? Um, Will Greer, the quarterback from the University of West Virginia, um, he's my guy, uh, George, basically for a later pick. I think he's very, very good. I didn't like the fact that he held out against Syracuse, but he was also a guy that improved. The West Virginia offense is great. He's tough. He made all the throws. Know what he is? He's basically, he looks, reminds me of, and has the same attitude of uh, Baker Mayfield. He's like Baker Mayfield Jr. I told Marenzi yesterday on the show, I look at that guy, I see Baker Mayfield, and he had a pretty successful first year. Think about Greer, too. He's not going to be a first-round pick. He'll probably be a, you know, a third- or fourth-round pick. Might move up a little bit. Uh, he's So far in the combine, he's been okay. But uh, those are guys, that, that's the thing. Like Other than Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Haskins, Locke, and Jones, Like other than that, it's a crapshoot. Like, there, there is going to be some gems there. I know they say the quarterbacks here aren't going to be great, but I see a lot of guys with potential maybe struggling early early and getting to be very, very good. Uh, Gardner Minshew, quarterback from Washington State, very productive offense with Mike Leach there, too. Uh, he, he, he's a, he was a, an under, underrated guy. Like, you know, there's a lot of – it's very, very interesting. Like, right now they have Tr- uh, Trace McSorley from Penn State. He's the fastest guy. The kid from Buffalo, he's too raw. He'll be probably a prospect next year, Tyree Jackson. But I'm telling you, the Will Greers of the world and those type of guys, George, could be a steal because I don't see the drop-off as high between those top guys and the other guys, I think they could be at, I, I really believe that they can be game changers. And listen, the odds are one of the two of them will hit, but they'll be decent quarterbacks. So maybe they'll be better quarterbacks than the Haskins and the, uh, you know, the Kyler Murrays of the world. We, we don't know. You know, even the NFL. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. yeah we don't know. Russell don't Wilson know was either. a third round store. To, they, right. yeah, well, look at John Elway. John Elway is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's probably be me and you blindfolded and drunk can do better picking quarterbacks than he did. Paxton Lynch he's is about over like, six it, so far. Yeah, he's over six. And, uh, he, you know, and that's a guy that played in the NFL uh, Hall of Famer. So, yeah, basically, you know, a lot of the thing you think, you know, but you don't really know. And, and that, that, that's that's the beauty of it. It is. I mean, listen, they're taking educated guesses. It, it's tough I mean, to really know how someone's going to feel. Listen, the combine to me means nothing. Uh, what is, what's it called? The Underwear Olympics? You know, most of these aren't even football. Why don't things. they run in pads? How someone's gonna... Right. Isn't that more important? How are you going to run in pads with a football under your arm? This is the right? thing. That, that's like, what you're I, doing. I get it. Like, you're, you're in the uh, – okay, here's my, here's my take. 
You know, you you can run. You you, you have to have both. You could do instead of having first run, second run, whatever. You know what I mean? And like spacing it out. You do you do a run without if you want to do it that way for Under Armour. You got to have your equipment there. You can't continue to do these drills just in like you know like a spandex suit. It's stupid. You got to have. I, I just. I don't understand. Like, I know it's been this way for a long time, but why wouldn't you have pads and a football and a helmet and do this stuff? It's going to, what's going to happen in a real game. I mean, I agree. You hear uh, like, for, like, Mark Slurth. <laughs> if, you, if you follow uh, Mark Slurth on Twitter, he's like, this, this, none of this means anything. Because, uh, so why do they do, they do it this jump? way then? Why do they do it this I way? Think then? It, I think they're just testing athleticism really more yes. than anything else. Uh, I, I get Broad the interviews, those are important. Vertical. Yeah, you do, you can't. Also, though, sometimes the interviews they they set guys up with bad questions. I wouldn't they I wouldn't uh, hope they'd ask questions about your mom being a hooker or a drug addict or something like that. You know, just kind of keep. It. Uh, I, I don't like. How that can stuff. these guys no, not have a brain in their head and know what they you know are not allowed to ask? I worked. I I should say the whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Like I, my buddy worked at Home Depot. Uh, I needed a job, I guess, when I was in high school. And they use the same type of test that they use in the NFL. It's kind of like, you know, what would you do if? And there was a question on it. Like, it talks about, like, you know, your moral compass and things like that. And they kind of want you to rat out somebody that you know. Like, that. those are the answers they're looking for. If you basically answer it honestly, they, they're not going to like you or going to hire you. And there's a question about, you know, you're working with your father and he stole a drill and a hammer or something like that. Would you report him? I'm like, no. No, I wouldn't. Like, okay, well, we don't want you there. That, that's the thing. They do these questions, these psychological things to say what kind of what kind of human being you are if you're going to rat somebody out. Like some of these questions, George, they're just idiotic. Like give me a break. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's stupid. It's really dumb. Listen, my, my father passed away 25 years ago. He stole a hammer and a drill at Home Depot. We'd have a story right about now. Uh, I don't, I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, though? It's like, why would I? Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, so my dad and I are working together, and he took a box of nails. You want me to report him? No, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, give me a break. Anyway, I, I, I'm not really down with the— not to, uh, Wouldn't they have to know you're lying, by the way? I mean, who's reporting their father? You've seen, George, you've seen these questions that they ask these kids, though. Some of them I are have. Nuts. I've taken them. They're idiotic. Right? I said, I, I don't care about the test. I mean, what's, I forget the name of the test. Uh, the Wonderlick. You know, some of these guys get so low on these things. And uh, I, granted, you don't want to get a nine, you know, something silly like that. But other than yeah. that, I mean, it's a, and nowadays, aren't they, I don't understand how they fail these tests anyway. How aren't their agents giving them the, the answers here? I mean, really? How are they not yeah, studying for this that's thing? That's or, or are they not studying? Yeah. Is that the problem? <laughs> so I, I just I just don't get it. I just don't get it. How well, are they not preparing for this? Because you know it's not like you know, these things are uh, locked up in secret. The agents have access to these. You know it's not like oh my god the Wonderlic. You know it's it's locked up in the Pentagon, the thirty eight floors below the uh, ground level. Of course you can go get a copy of it. I can get a copy of it online right now if I want to. You know so I don't know. Well, I guess once again they just they don't care. They don't take it seriously. You know it's I know I understand why some players don't even uh, go to the combine because let's face it, college season ended a couple of months ago. They've been on the banquet circuit a little bit. Maybe put on a little poundage there, uh, eating some good food there. And they don't want to, you know, they're not ready to work out <laughs> until their pro day comes. I, I understand that. But like I said, the combine to me, it's it's football. We watch, but in my mind, it means so little. It, it really does. I think uh, as far as watching, I think the interviews are more important when you get to know a player. You know, how smart is he? Is he an idiot? Is he going to cause problems? Anybody who's had legal problems, first of all, I'm, as a Cowboy fan, I can tell you right now, anybody who's had legal problems, I'm staying the hell away from you. I know Jerry Jones yeah, well, loves these guys, but man, some, it doesn't work out. No, some some organizations 
like, you know what I mean? You could say, okay, you could take a reclamation. Dallas needs to just know if there's any type of like minor, like, no, look what's happened with two, like, two guys on your team this week who've had violations that might not be playing in the National Football League anymore. Like, please, I almost want Dallas to go and you, you if you're a Dallas fan, go and get like a Boy Scout leader. Uh, other guy does charity work, like, you know what I mean? Helping people out. Like, you cannot, like, if there's something minor, that's even like it's like I don't even know what I want to do with this. Like you guys need to find like the cleanest guys in town that that can play. Like no more BS. It's ridiculous. You have two guys on your team that uh, basically might. Uh, who, who knows what the punishment's going to be? But they're multi multi offenders, George. It's it's an issue. I mean, I don't believe you only get seven draft picks, man. It's not like back in the day we had twelve rounds. You get seven yes. draft picks. I don't know why uh, Jerry Jones takes so many chances. He likes bargains. He likes to believe, uh, you know, hey, this guy was really rated a first round pick, but he fell to the fourth round because he's been, you know, he's got eighteen thousand uh, arrests on his record here, so we can get him for cheap. And if he uh, if he cleans up his act, it works. What people got, don't realize is that you know, this kid's a twenty one, twenty two year old kid. These kids, these are our kids. They haven't grown up. Most of these guys haven't matured yet. They will, but they haven't matured yet. You know, and that's why even some of the other guys, you know, the, the 25, 26 year olds, those guys just still haven't matured. And they're still making mistakes as far as not, uh, not realizing the NFL is a job. This is your job. Take it seriously. Make that money. I mean, I, I, that's the first thing I would always, if I'm an agent, make your money. Your, your, your window in football is so short. Make your money. Stop screwing up. Get your, get your head on straight. You made a mistake in college. Do everything you can to fix it. You know, change that image and make that cash before your career goes away. Because football, I know a lot of people like to complain about the money these athletes make. You know, Bryce Harper just got $330 million. And I, I sort of understand it. But once again, I'd rather the athletes make the money rather than the owners. So I really don't have that big an issue. But I'll never complain about a football player making his money. Because, man, so many of these guys can barely walk. Their, their, their quality no, I, of life will be changed. Yes, you're absolutely right. And people are like, why did Barry Sanders get out of the game earlier? Yeah, well, he wanted to be able to walk at the end. I have no problem with people saying, you know what? I, it was a great run. I want to be able to walk, have sex, you know, walk to the park with my grandkids, do whatever the hell I want to do when I'm older. And you're right. And you know what? It's We're in the entertainment business. These idiots making Hollywood movies are, are loaded, too. What's the difference? You're, you're playing a sport or you're, you're, you're in Game of Thrones or whatever. People will pay. If they're going to pay enough money, that's the way it works. You earn the money. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be for the athlete. I'm always going to be for the athlete. You know, like these guys, they're, they're risking it out there. It's what we talked about before, George. Danger pay type of job. Welder, uh, long haul truck. Like there's, there's things you get paid certain amount of money when there's dangerous things that happen to your job. If you can get hurt, change your life, be paralyzed or something during work, you should be compensated as such. And if not, that's ridiculous. You know, it is. I mean, like I said, these guys. I mean, it's it's a brutal. It's like getting into twenty car accidents a game, at least twenty accidents. I don't blame Barry Sanders for leaving early. I don't blame the the rash of other players over the past couple of years who have retired early. I want to make sure I have a healthy life as well. At the football, if I've made my money, I'm sure they love the game. They they want to play, but you know they have other things going on in their body that they probably haven't uh, told everybody, told us all, and they want to make sure that they can imagine walk, do normal things, play with the kids. You know, uh, a lot of these guys. I mean, Al Toon still has concussion concussion issues to this day. You know, a lot of people listening okay. to the show don't even what know what a great Al receiver. Is. Oh, Al Toon was like, yeah, that's Al Toon was amazing. Great Jets receiver. Yeah, people should look up. Yeah, if you don't know Altoon, people look him up. The guy was amazing. I love Altoon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a brutal, it's a brutal sport, man. Football, hockey players go through the same thing as well. Uh, uh, you know, and once again, physical contact sports. So I don't, uh, 
I don't begrudge the, these these guys these the, their money. Like I said, if I'm their agent, make the money while you can. You know, plus the the contracts aren't guaranteed, so you got to do everything you can to maximize your cash. Yeah, no, I, I'm absolutely with you. Yeah, the only thing about the combine is before one thing is, but but if I guess you could look at one guy like say a guy's kind of like averaging absolutely like lights it up in every area the thing is george it can actually help though that like you know some people's stock has risen like if you're significantly better in everything like i i can see like say you're a projected six rounder maybe you go to the fourth like that's a big deal like you know what i mean especially if i was a combine it's not it's not about these guys these first round players to me it's about the guys like third 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 and up like what you can do what you can do there to you know change somebody's opinion or whatever like if, if you do great in every event you do great in the interview hey man you're you're, you're putting money on uh, and food on your table you know what i'm saying like that you you can change something you'd be a mid-rate guy and people's stocks go up people's stocks go down i guess that's why they do it it's kind of stupid that they don't do it in pads but i can under i can understand the, the pad thing has always always bewildered me i mean they should be running in pads with a football under the arm I, that's how you run the game yeah. You know, you're not, they're not going to get I didn't say you're not going to hit anybody during the games, uh, during the combine. That'd be you know, silly. But why they're not running in pads with the football is beyond me. I, I just, I've never understood that. Because there are guys who run much slower in pads with a football, you know, than they do in a sprint yep. stance. So mm-hmm. uh, j- just weird to me. But, uh, hey, once again, no one, no one asked my opinion. And I think now they're talking about with the combine that they're eventually going to uh, make it like a two-week thing and move it to like uh, Vegas or Los Angeles where it's warm and televise everything. That actually makes yeah yeah I mean yeah they always do it in Indianapolis for some reason it's the home of the combine and yeah they, two weeks that's a long time though don't you think like uh, so you're t- what, so you're so you're like right now it's it's kind of like a weekend thing so what are you talking about like they do inter- like more even more competitions more things like is there is there going to be a game or something like they put kind of like because I know they play Senior Bowl they do a lot of other things they also guys who don't go to the combine have pro days right like that's the thing so how do, how do, how does all this work out. Two weeks does seem long. I think a week would be more than enough for this. But once again, it's the NFL, and they keep doing things like they're smart. Money, 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 money. Because people will watch. We're watching. You know, uh, so I, that's when I think. Once again, it'll be, uh, it'll happen. I don't, I think, I don't think it'll be two weeks, or maybe two weekend now, because they got to keep all the players there and everything else. Um, so I think it's going to happen. So I'd be surprised if it doesn't. Uh, I think this is going to happen shortly because, once again, as you just said, money, 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 money. People money, money, will money. watch. Networks will pay for it. ESPN's televising the combine now, right? We used to just yep. get you know little NFL Network here was little you know little things here and there. Now they're gonna be televising this thing. I think it's going to happen. They're gonna put it in a warm weather place where once again it's gonna be nice, sunny. You don't have to worry about rain, cold, and all this other stuff. And I think it's gonna happen sooner rather than later. I think you're right, too. Hey, George, before we get, uh, I guess that the hockey game's going off at 105, Edmonton minus 235, uh, sorry, uh, Columbus minus 235, Edmonton plus 195, 105 uh, puck drop, guys. It was a great day yesterday. I don't know if we can uh, continue the hot streak there, but I think I'd, I'd advocate Columbus in some parlays there because uh, George brought up a great point. A lot of these teams take a while to gel. They have all the star players. They're just feeling each other out right now. So probably by game four or five, I think we're going to start to see, you 
you know, the, the skill level and the talent go over right now, probably discombobulated. When you play with somebody for years, doesn't matter if they're as talented. You know, you know people's tendencies and chemistry. And right now the Jackets have kind of a chemistry issue on their team. Uh, something I'm looking at, I would look at the over in that game too, Georgia. I watched Edmonton play um, their goaltending. Very shocked with the signing of Koskinen earlier. I don't think he's, you know, that good. He's very streaky, but when he's bad, he's bad. He let in a couple really bad goals against the Leafs. Uh, and Edmonton, one thing is they don't play any defense. They can score. I think Columbus could win like a, you know, a six to three, five to five to three type of hockey game. Six and a half. I, I, I lean over in this game. What do you think? I think the Oilers suck. First of all, let's get that. Right? <laughs> they, they're, 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 oh, I know that. They blow. Like, I was at the game, like, talking to people in McDavid jerseys. They were pissed. They they suck. The Oilers are horrible. Blow it up, George. They blow. They're, they're a bad team. Outside of McDavid and Drysdale, uh, Nugent Hopkins, fine. But they're, they're a yeah. bad team other than that. Uh, one thing, you know, when they acquired Stolars from the uh, Philadelphia uh, yep. Flyers, you know, in order to keep him next year and avoid him becoming a UFA, he needs to play about 10, 12 more games. So they're sort of uh, they're in a weird spot because, believe it or not, they're still in the playoff race. That shows you how, how screwed up the Western Conference is. So uh, I wonder if he's going to start playing some more games down the stretch. Uh, that being said, I agree with you today. And I agree with you said about the Blue Jackets. Those players haven't meshed yet. They will in time. Yeah. It's a question of when. But today should be a get-well game. Yeah, we're on it. Don't let LA 235 put him in parlays round robins. We're on Columbus 105. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. This is the Weekend Fantasy Update, betting picks, DFS, football talk, and a whole lot more. Stick around, everybody. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back fantasy uh, weekend update. I'm Cam Stewart along with the Long Island Range, George Kurtz, watching the NFL Combine. George, interesting story uh, that I was talking about before that just broke uh, basically minutes ago. Crazy, crazy stuff. Remember, I was telling you about uh, talking to former athletes about, uh, you know, cannabis and all this other stuff. It says the NHL Alumni Association has signed an agreement with a Canadian cannabis company, Canopy Growth. According to TSN, Canopy Growth will finance a blind, randomized study involving 100 retired p- players in the Toronto area to see if they could uh, to determine whether cannabinoids can help former players quit op- opioids. The deal is expected to be announced uh, yeah, later today. They're talking about it right now, and they're basically going to give people some CBD pills, which is uh, the stuff that makes you feel better, not get you high. Part of the plant, well, 20 other out of the 100 will get a placebo. So pretty crazy stuff right now. So it's a, what what I talked about before, like you know. 
a lot of these old guys that you played, and you know back in the day, things were a little bit different. Guys got their heads uh, hit over the head with sticks, punched in the face. There's a lot less fighting now. It's a different world and a different game. But I talked to a lot of these uh, old NHL guys when I worked at uh, XM Sirius. I did a hockey morning show, and uh, a lot of them have uh, you know brain issues and stuff now. And as I told you, uh, have op- opioid dependence. So it's what we talked about before. You know what? And, and in football, that's what I said about the weed and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, there's lots of ways that uh, these guys have to deal with pain. So kind of an interesting study right there. They're, they're talking to old NHL players, and a lot of them hooked on uh, hooked on pills. They want to see what uh, this uh, CBD marijuana study is going to do. You hope it, uh, it helps out. I mean, you, you Me too. Do. Uh, for hockey, you know, I know people don't, don't really like hockey, but uh, it's uh, also I think it's, they a do. it's a violent sport. Uh, not is. enough. Not enough, Cam. You're right, uh, George. Not enough like hockey for my, uh, for my liking. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting. But you know what else is interesting, Cam? Yes. The 2019 NFL Scouting Combine is in full swing. Yes. And for serious players, fantasy football has now become a year-round pastime. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best, the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best bowl, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotorExperts.com. Great job there, George. Yeah, go through uh, the, the PGA, too. These guys are on the course right now at the Honda Classic. Great stuff. Four. Four. I got a guy at 66-1. to one. He's in uh, tied for third right now. But, George, uh, so far, so Sanjay M and Keith Mitchell are leading a one-under. And then I'm checking. I have a matchup bet against this guy going it was a lock. Well, nothing is a lock. Every lock has a key. We're in the hot tub time machine because Vijay Singh is four-under on the day, five-under, one-shot back of the tournament. He's got the low course going right. The guy's four-under through eight holes. Vijay Singh playing on the senior tour, doing it up at uh, Jack Nicholas's Bear Trap right now. Tied one shot back of M and Mitchell. Vijay Singh, four under on the day. Ricky Fowler making a charge. He is minus four, two shots off the lead. Brooks Kepka, another great golfer, double major winner, minus four. So interesting stuff. Uh, old man Singh getting it done and screwing uh, my parlays, George. What else is new? <laughs> Do you yeah, play I got greedy. Golf, yeah? Oh, I love golf. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, a very. I used to actually. I'm going to tell you. I used to work at a, a golf club. Um, probably one of the best courses. It's like in the top 40 courses in Canada. It's. Uh, Two minutes away from my parents' house, I used to work in the back shop, so I used to clean clubs and work on the range and drive the tractor and do all that stuff. So, yeah, I worked at a golf club for many years. Uh, two of my best friends were on the Canadian tour. They played uh, to a lesser extent, so I love golf. Next to hockey, and I'd say golf's probably, you know, golf, football, golf, football, hockey, those are like my, my favorite sports. Uh, I used to be really good. I used to shoot in the 70s. When I was a kid, because I was playing three times a week, I, I only get out like once or twice a year now. So, you know, I'm kind of more of a 90s type guy now, but uh, I love golf, George. I'm not very good at it, but it's like my favorite game. And I'll tell you something from a DFS perspective. Gabe and I talk about this on our show all the time. Not many sports are built better for, for DFS the way golf is from a Thursday to a Sunday. You know, it's kind of like a little movie. You get everything for four days. You get the daily matchups and the tournament stuff. It's so fun to play. And uh, like baseball, a lot of sharks in the DFS waters when it comes to golf i'm a huge fan yeah i, I don't watch golf but I, I love to i enjoy playing it i'm like you play a couple times a year i shoot in the 90s as well and uh you know it's funny though when i, when I first bought the house here uh my wife had to stop me 
because I was going out in the yard and chipping, and I was ripping up the grass. I, my grass isn't great anyway, but I was ripping up the grass because I was chipping in my yard. Uh, you know, and the wife wasn't very happy about that, and she was she was right. I, I go to a friend's house every now and then. It's really my wife's friend. He's got such a big yard. From the, from his back, uh, from the back of his house, it actually goes, it almost has like three levels, where it's about at least 50, 60, 70 yards away. And I told my wife, if we lived in this house, I would have an artificial turf right here, and all I'd be doing is par threes. And I would be doing, I'd be doing this all day. I would get in so much trouble, because I'm sure I'd hit golf balls into my neighbor's yards all the time, but I wouldn't be able to resist here. I love that guy's house. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and uh, my dad, uh, yeah, before he got the COPD, he was a scuba diver. So, you know what I mean. So it's funny. Like, they they had a they have a piece of property up north, and basically, I used to go down to the river, pick up balls, and all I would do, George, I just chip and chip and chip. Like, there's a dock out in the water, you know, hit it to hit the dock, around the dock, do this and that, and then my dad would go and dive and like pick up all the golf balls, and I'd do it again when I was a kid. Like, golf used to be my thing. I used to play like a lot of hockey, and I'd go golfing because when I worked at the at the course, you know, basically. We got privileges and that course is probably 100 150 bucks to play like it's a pro course uh it's on the canadian tour it's like it's a good enough course to like it's very 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 nice it actually held um the canadian uh, tour final tournament between uh two golfers that you know steve stricker american Ryder cup captain used to be on the tour and uh, mike weir who won the masters and when we were working on our golf course those guys like battled it out uh, like one of the best tournaments like i've ever seen we worked in the back shop there and uh stricker beat weir and uh the rest is history stricker's uh you know one of the best golfers uh hey, the pga on the senior tour now and mike weir won a master so yeah a lot of fun when i worked at that course we got to see guys before they turned pro when they were playing on the canadian tour yeah i, I enjoy the i don't really like watching it all that much it's, i uh, love it's watching slow it. for me yeah i understand uh, I, I can't it's, it's a nice it's break from hockey try. for me though george like like the thing about hockey is and i love it I'm a pretty like intense guy, like in my life too, and like you know, and run fast. Da, 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 da. I really like golf, just for the kind of like, oh, okay, beautiful scenery. It kind of calms me down a bit when I need to just to chill out. Like hockey, watching a hockey game will not calm you down. Like there's guys getting put through the board. Like, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm into it right now. Like I love it, but I also like golf for its like the nuances and stuff like that. Like majors too. Like. Hey, the Masters, and uh, uh, one of my things is waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning watching the British Open. It's a great sport. To, to, I mean, people don't know. It's a great sport to bet on. An absolute, like, it is, it is almost like tailored to it, and I think it's actually funny, because a lot of people that used to think golf was like a loser old man's type of game, like, I can't believe, when I'm looking at the DraftKings and FanDuel numbers, how popular golf is. Like, those tournaments yeah, are packed. Out. They're packed. I love to play it. I, I've been to the U.S. Open a couple of times. They've had it out awesome. here. Beth Page. Yeah. Uh, Beth How Page. Beth Page from your place? Beth Page for me is, uh, I mean, 30, 45 minutes, probably f- closer to 45. You know, cool. so it's uh, it's somewhat of a hike, but it's not bad. I haven't been to Shinnecock, and they've had it there. Oh, but I've Shinnecock's been to uh, Beth awesome. Page a couple of times today. Beautiful. Yeah, I, have, I don't even know. Listen, I don't even know where that is. I know it's out here somewhere, but there's so many weird little names of towns out here that I can't uh, I can't figure it out. Uh, but uh, I've been to Bethpage, and unfortunately, the year I went, it rained a lot, so it was all muddy. Everything was just gross. You know, they had the greens and all. Everything was nice, of course, but everything around it was wasn't in great shape. But it was fun. It's always fun to go to a major or something like that. Uh, it's it is a good time. At least on the Sunday where I went, I went the final round. At least it was a nice day. No rain that day. 
Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's cool, George. I'd like to do that. It'd be nice if I, if you had a major in your backyard. It'd be a good time to go out there, catch the golf, stick around, do some shows. Because, yeah, I know in New York State, like, there's some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tracks uh, right there. So, yeah, we talked. I heard the uh, the commercial. I know we're going to get into this in the in the third hour of the show. But just want to get your thoughts on the Bryce Harper uh, on the Bryce Harper signing. I know you had your draft this week, too. And, you know, finally we're getting some things done in baseball. And uh, I got to be honest with you, the third. 13-year no-opt thing kind of surprised me a lot. You predicted going to the Phillies. I thought that he might take a lesser deal and go to the Dodgers. George, you were right there, but what's your take? And uh, As the pro suggested, lots of ups and downs with Harper's average, but one thing we know, at Veterans Stadium there, he has hit really well in that park, lots of dingers, and a surprising thing for me was how his home run total only went up one. I'm not sure what kind of average he's going to hit for, but I think Bryce Harper can get 38 home runs in that ballpark. He loves hitting there. Oh, so do I. I mean, that, that's a bandbox. Compared to Washington, that's a complete bandbox. It's a small park all the way around. He shouldn't have a problem hitting at all. That's going to be a good lineup there. Uh, now, I thought his contract was weird. Uh, $330 million over 13 years. I mean, uh, that's strange. For three extra years, he only got 30 extra million, which is not a lot. So, strange. No opt-outs, also weird. You know, uh, he, I, uh, there are different reports here. Some reports say he didn't ask for them. Some say he did. And they feel that he wouldn't do it. Whatever. doesn't really matter here. It's, it shows some commitment. You know, we, uh, we thought he might be a little uh, gun-shy about going to Philadelphia, right? Not the nicest place at times to play, especially if you don't play well. The fans could get on you, but he goes there anyway. Uh, he's going to be there for a long, long time. Uh, like I said, I thought it was weird the extra three years. That's the only thing that was strange about this, and the that's no opt outs in this the day and age. Yeah, but why? Like that—that's that, that's what I don't understand. Like the thing is, it's such a commitment, right? It's such a commitment. There's no opt outs, and it's—it's it's, to me, it's just absolutely strange. Like ten, yes, thirteen, why? Um, you know, but the thing is, it also helps creative uh, creative accounting because the Phillies over time, when you really break down the contract, it's not as bad as we would think. And there's actually some wiggle room there. I guess they're, uh, they're math people who put it together. That, that, that was smart. But 13 years, George, that's great. No, no opt-out. And you know the Philadelphia fans, man. When things go wrong for Harper, he's the type of guy that might get in his own head. This is, to me, very high risk, high reward. And uh, these guys might not even be done yet. That's the thing. Philly's talking about get grabbing, you know, maybe another closer and a a four starter like a guy like Keuchel. They are, but they want they want shorter contracts uh, to sign either one of those. They're not going to go big time for them. I think what really might have slowed down Philadelphia a little bit is that we have to remember Mike Trout is a free agent in two years. Mike Trout, one of the Yankees, is he's from the Philly area though. Yeah, we see he loves his Eagles, right? He always goes to the Eagles games. We always see him there in Philadelphia. Uh, I, I think he's going to the Yankees as well, mind you. But it wouldn't shock me because remember the Yankees. You know, they got Stanton forever, right? They're going to have Judge forever. They just signed Aaron Hicks to a seven-year deal. So there won't be an, out, uh, an opening in the outfield unless unless they're going to uh, put Stanton at DH, which makes all the sense to me. He's not a very good outfielder. You know, so you certainly could do that. He's, he's an average outfielder. So that, that could happen there. But the Yankees are also going to have to pay Judge $300-plus million. That's coming, right? Torres is going to be up there as far as a contract in a couple of years. And if he keeps hitting hit, he'll be up there as far as a contract. Not $300 million, but they'll be up there. The Yankees may not be as big a players in Trout as you think. Because once again, the need won't be there. And they have these other contracts they have to pay out. It would put them certainly above the luxury tax. You know, Trout, listen, we all love Trout. He's the best player in the game, but he would be an extra. 
you know, the Yankees need pitching more than they'll need hitting. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So that just be one thing I might want to keep in mind there as far as the Yankees uh, going after Trout is, is that, like I said, it'll be a lot of money. Hal Steinbrenner is not his father. He's not George. You know, he doesn't spend money blindly and just for all the best players. He seems to think more. Whether you agree with him or not, he does seem to think more. So I don't know if Trout will definitely be a Yankee in 2021. What does he get? A billion dollars in uh, a plane? Like, what guy, if this guy's signing for three hundred and uh, what was it three thirty? What the hell's Mike Trout going to make? Like, it's well, I believe if you break player. it down by WAR, if you believe in the WAR stat, uh, you know, wins above replacement uh, yeah. by what Harper and Machado got, he gets double. And that's not a joke. He gets double. Yeah, he's, he's, he's worth, in my opinion. He is yeah. yeah. If you look at WAR, uh, Trout Trout Trout's the best by far. He is he, he his WAR is what double double. This. So what are you talking? We're gonna be we're gonna be talking like six hundred uh, million. Six hundred. He's not million he's plus. not gonna get that. He's not gonna get that. But I think he'll be your first four hundred million player. I, I have very little yeah. doubt about that. Unless unless he t- he's taking a discount, which he certainly could. He's not. Oh, he'll make more than four hundred. I think he'll million. make four. He'll make more than four hundred million. He's got to. Like he, I, I know it's like That's seventy million three. more of the next highest contract. Yeah, in two years, Har- that's a lot. It is George, but Harper Harper got three three thirty. Like, are you kidding me? Like, look you and you know the difference. Like, Trout is, in my opinion, that much better with in everything. Like, I I just I just put him on another pedestal. I think he's in a different league. But yeah, you're right. Now we're talking about like crazy crazy amounts of money. So what's your what's your prediction then? Like, and George Kurtz's crystal ball. Then I Trout, you sign with the Yankees. What does he get? Like four ten four ten. I'll go a little over four. I was thinking that's what I was thinking. A little bit over four, four ten, four twenty. Assuming he doesn't take any kind of discount, which I assume he won't. I think that's what he gets here. You know, a team that's going to be interesting to watch here. We've already seen it this year. People don't realize it. You know, the Red Sox, they they they're not re-signing Kimbrell. They're going with a closer no. of Ryan Brashear and Matt Barnes. Think it's awesome. This, year, this is the Red Sox. I know. And you know why they're doing that? Is because they have so many contracts coming up. That they have to pay. They, they, once again, they're like the Yankees, but they're uh, maybe a year or two ahead of them. They have to pay their contracts out before the Yankees do. They have, remember, Chris Sale, free agent next year. How much are you going to pay him? Alexander Bogarts, free agent. How much are you going to pay him? All right, Mookie Betts is, is going to get, he'll have another year of arbitration. He's going to get 25, 30 million next year in arbitration. You know, the Red Sox already said they, they wouldn't spend for, uh, for Craig Kimbrell for this reason because they had, so they had to save somewhere. So I'm very curious to see what these Red Sox are going to do as far as these contracts because they're going to have to make their decisions first. Can you pay everybody? You know, it's going to be very difficult here to pay all these star- all these great players they have. Ben Attendee is going to be coming around the arbitration table. And he's going to get paid. He's not going to get paid. You know, he's not going to get paid uh, uh, Mookie Betts money, but it won't be that far off either. If Mookie Betts well, going to get 25, Betts going to yeah. get 18, 19. That's the difference. There. And and you know, George, you're, you're a baseball savant. Like, you know, like the Yankees, the, the good news about the Yankees was they were a team that was more like Boston, but the Yankees have produced some of their guys from inside their system. Unlike, you know, Boston's got big problems. I love the Yankees, too. I, I think they're going to win that division this year. Uh, I, I still think Boston's good, but that uh, you just mentioned, the closers there, that's an issue. Like, coming down the stretch against that New York lineup with those two turkeys, like, that's, uh, uh, Boston's going to lose some games and some late innings if they don't get that corrected. Yeah, I'm surprised. I am surprised they go in this direction. I understand Kimbrell was crazy. He wanted over $100 million in a second uh, yeah, contract. That exactly. wasn't going to happen. No. But uh, I, I still think they might come to some sort of an agreement. He's still out there, maybe three, four years at $60 million. 
Yeah, money, money, money. Yeah, Mike Trout, love to be him right now. We both predict he will be a Yankee eventually. George talking over 400, 400 million. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Stick around, everybody. Another hour of the Weekend Fantasy Update, picks, DFS, and sports talk. Stick around, everybody.